0: I love that voice. I look forward to it every week. (laughs) Also when she says stop. (laughs) So uh, good morning once again, everyone. Very nice to see people in the Zendo and um, all of you online. So let's imagine something together today. I have a disease: Disease. I'm unwell. I go to a famous doctor who specializes in this disease. And based on his careful could be her, too, uh, careful and thorough examination of me, he writes out a prescription. I take the prescription, I take it home, and I place it on a table. And I go online and research all the ingredients. Then I place a photo of the doctor next to the prescription on the table. I bow to the photo. I light some incense. And I even place a bouquet of flowers on the table. Still, I'm not feeling well, (laughs) not feeling well. So I take the prescription and I recite it over and over again, all day long with great passion. Two pills in the morning with food, Two pills in the evening with food, two pills in the morning with food, two pills in the evening with food. Still, I'm unwell. I'm just not feeling well. Still have this dis-ease. So I return to the doctor and I question him about his diagnosis and the reasoning behind his prescription. He explains to me that he's not just treating the symptoms, but he's treating the cause of the disease. And when the cause is treated, the disease will naturally resolve itself, just quite naturally. So clear. He was so clear and so convincing, so articulate in his description. So I go home and I tell everyone I know how brilliant my doctor is, how well he describes my condition, how his skill is so, so beyond any, the skill of any doctor I've ever had. And I argue fiercely with anyone who disagrees with me but still I'm not feeling well, not better. So now I begin to question the competence of my doctor, uh, his credentials and motives. And I research other doctors with similar training and reputation. Well, the prescription most of these famous other doctors offer me is basically the same as my original doctor. However, their medication it has a different form. Instead of pills, they're capsules. And others, instead of capsules, they're gels. <laughs> instead of gels, they're, pi- they're powders. Instead of powders, they're liquids. And so I fulfill all those prescriptions and place them on my table. And now my table is cluttered with prescriptions (laughs) and vials of pills and capsules and powders and liquids. And I go through these every single day, trying to determine which of these prescriptions should I fill. You know which will bring me with relief, which I can trust. But still, I'm ill. You know, I, I'm still not feeling well, and I can't figure out why. Uh, I have all these prescriptions. I have done the research. I have all of the medications in front of me, but I even feel worse than I did when I first sought relief from this disease. I think you're probably getting (laughs) the idea, (laughs) right? Buddha was this physician. He was this doctor. He saw deeply into the causes and conditions of our dis-ease, our suffering, our ill feeling. And he prescribed the medicine. And not only did he prescribe the medicine for us out of compassion for our suffering, but he tried it himself. (laughs) He actually did what he prescribed. He sat down under a bow tree and he sat there and sat there and sat there doing what we now call shikantaza. He didn't have a book. He didn't have a teacher. He just sat there waiting for what was to be revealed to him. He sat on a a kind of a pillow of grass and waited to touch, to touch enlightenment. This action of the Buddha is a physical action. It's the action of somebody. There are some bodies right here in the Zendo. This is somebody. You are some bodies. It is our practice is initiated by somebody, by a body who sits. The the you know, there's nothing else that sits but this body, this body-mind, we we will say eventually. When this body brings itself to the zendo. Gets in its car and drives here and sits down on a cushion or a chair or a bench. This body is taking medicine, is taking the medicine. And this body who approaches the condition, the cushion, this body has actually undergone the disease of separation and isolation and objectification starting from its first emergence in this world. This body who approaches the cushion is governed by the rules and values and fashions and costumes and adornments of this culture. We manipulate this, what sometimes we call skin bag, and regulate it. We don't really walk, just walk anymore. We have a Fitbit, right? So we are regulating, we are treating our bodies, our very lives as an object. We're dressing the body in accordance with certain values. Maybe we're old hippies, right? So we dress. So we dress as an old hippie, right? Right. Me too. <laughs> oh, or we're uh, we're we think of ourselves as intellectuals. I remember as a graduate student, I dressed up. Uh, you know, as a, a a female intellectual, you know, my hair pulled back, smoking, (laughs) I had these spiked heels and yeah, I was like Simone de Beauvoir, you know, just (laughs) the woman, the woman intellectual, or, you know, we, 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 we see someone as a, a jock, you know, who's dressed up in sort of, um, you know the alpha male (laughs) outfits so in a sense every day is halloween (laughs) every day is halloween we we dress up we dress this body we adorn it we regulate it we we take it to the gym (laughs) you know we put it through its paces um, and here now Penn State is beginning classes, and you see the sort of Penn State student with the Penn State's sweatshirt and the you know, the outfit. And there's also the faculty. And so so we're all sort of uh, somebodies. Uh, we're constructing this somebody. However, what, what happens often is that when we come to sit, we bring this body with us and some pra- some Buddhist practice is about this body just sitting and the mind doing something else. This body is just, you know, sort of a, 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 um, a bag of flesh, a skin bag. We bring it to the Zendo, we sit it down on a cushion and we sort of, forget about it when we start meditating. But what happens in meditation is the mind. The mind is doing stuff, but the body is just sitting there. It has no no real life. It doesn't really engage. And sometimes what we do uh, with our minds in sitting is we follow our breath or we scan our bodies. The mind is scanning the body. The mind is following the breath. This is objectifying the body. And it is separating the body from the consciousness, from the awareness. And so um, over the years, I have come to um, set aside that technique and that strategy because it does create a duality between the body and the awareness and it 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 treats the body almost it treats the body as an object as an object of awareness and it's it's almost a kind of it reflects our culture Um, it's almost the kind of cultural pornography, because pornography treats the body as an object, as an object of sheer desire. So I'm much more comfortable these days with going right to Shikantaza, which transforms this somebody into a nobody in shikantaza all body parts are have no boundaries they kind of vanish uh, when we approach our our cushions we 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 approach them in unobtrusive clothing, nobody notices particularly what we're wearing, and we we um, we advocate no messaging on our on the clothing that we come to the zendo with. Um, we come kind of anonymously. Uh, we don't we don't know that much about one another. Uh, our bodies uh, touch down touched down on the cushion, as Buddha when he, was, um, when he was challenged by Mara, all sorts of distractions and temptations and desire, what did he do? One of the things that he did was he took his hand and he touched the earth. And, and you see this in some of the uh, Buddhist uh, statuary and, and imagery. He touched the earth as his witness to his enlightenment. This is touching enlightenment. This is body. This is a bodily action, but it's not just physical. So it's not just some body. This is a body when we sit, which is transformed into all beings into the body of the Buddha. When we sit Shikantaza, we are nobody because we are everybody. We let go of that somebody, that highly defined cultural object that we take care of, we we manipulate, we regulate. in shikantaza the very presence of the body is the content of our meditation the content isn't te- a teaching it's not a mantra that we repeat two pills in the morning to the content of our meditation is this is just this is just sitting. And it is the body of the Buddha who just sat under that tree. And in, in uh, Soto Zen practice, and generally in uh, Buddhist practice, there are the three bodies of the Buddha. There is the Nirmanakaya, which is this manifesting body, the somebody, that is a body of the Buddha. But there's also what we call the Sambhogakaya body of the Buddha, which is the bliss body of the Buddha, the pure joy of just being, just being liberated from this somebody that we we're so busy cultivating during, during our daily life. And then there's the dharmakaya, the teaching body, the reality body, the true body. And all three of those bodies are there when you are sitting Shikantaza. You have this vast body, so you're, your somebody is turned into this vast body. When our lineage holder, Kobenchino Roshi, was asked questions about Zen, about practice, late, later in his teaching career, his answers were always going up to the person and adjusting their posture Not, nothing intellectual you know no try, no effort to try to explain to answer to give a good answer he just went and adjusted their posture so what is this saying in the posture in the body is the answer In this body, this Buddha body is enlightenment. It's here, but not in this limited form, in the vastness that we can get in touch with when we're sitting. And sometimes it's called, Dogen calls it, the dropping off of body and mind, which simply means, simply, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. don't do that <laughs> but in some sense it is simple um, that you know you, you're not somebody anymore you're not this limited being anymore uh, so you have let go of this body in mind to enter the Buddha body when you are sitting those of us those of you who are receiving precepts you're observing all the precepts when you're sitting because you're not doing anything you're doing no harm when you're sitting so all the precepts are in force <laughs> so we're we are We are fulfilling shila, which is morality. We are fulfilling samadhi, which is concentration because we are just here fully. And we are fulfilling prajna, wisdom, because we are in touch with the only thing that's real, which is now, this wisdom I, this wisdom body. Dharmakaya. So I wish I could go to each of you (laughs) and touch you, touch your bodies, adjust your posture, and give you a hug.